This is Marriage to the Max, episode number 89. Welcome to yet another episode of Marriage to the Max. I'm your host, Brett. Yet another episode. <laughs> I'm your host, Brett Hurst. <laughs> and I'm Kelly Hurst. <laughs> and we are marriage educators. <laughs> and we just had an argument before we kicked off this episode. But we're still co-founders of Home Encouragement. <laughs> and this podcast is designed to help you take your marriage to the next level. Woohoo! Just like we have to do with our own marriage. Yes, just like we have to do. It wasn't that big a fight. Mm. Well, today, before we jump into our content, I have a resource to recommend to our listeners. And it is a book called The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work by Dr. John Gottman. It's a great book. It's a classic. And our listeners will understand why I'm recommending this book because today we are kicking off a seven part series on the seven principles that John Gottman has discovered in his, what, four decades or more? More, more than four decades of research. Of research He's, yeah. Regular listeners will know we quote John Gottman all the time. We use his material as our core text. He's the research guru. For our premarital class. Um, so we have literally taught hundreds, maybe thousands. into the thousands yeah. of couples um, on this information. And it's just, it's too good not to share. In fact, when I was going back and looking at older podcast episode titles, I was like, how have we not taken each of these seven principles and done a show on each one, even though I think we've referenced all of them at some point? It seems inconceivable that we haven't really parsed these out. Yes. Well, today we are starting the parsing. So seven episodes relating to seven principles. Seems very logical. That's right. We're starting with principle number one, Would, which is... Do you want me to say it or do you want to say it? You can say it. Okay. Are we good now, by the way? We'll get there. <laughs> All right. Maybe if you're really nice... Oh, I'm being nice. ...through this whole episode. All right. Today's episode is called Love Maps. And like you said, have we not done a series on this before, but we've We've referenced love maps many, many times over the years of doing this podcast. Yes. So this is that first principle in Gottman's research. It's it's what he calls enhancing your love maps. And, you know, the foundation to the sound relationship house concept. Mm -hmm. Which know? is what the Gottman Institute, it's like a little uh, structure diagram, a little, uh, why am I blanking out on the name? A little uh, graphic. <laughs> You're doing fantastic. <laughs> a little graphic that they came up with called the Sound Relationship House. Okay, so this is kind of like the foundational beginning. Yes, is it is literally the <clears throat> layer, the foundational layer. Right. So you want to build love maps. That's this first principle. Uh, basically, what this is about is how well do you know your partner's inner psychological world? How well do you know his or her history? How do you know their worries, their stresses, their joys, their hopes? Uh, how they're doing after a, an argument. <laughs> I think I know. Oh, holy All right, let me moly. read you a quote. Emotionally, this is from the book, emotionally intelligent couples 
are intimately familiar with each other's world. Uh, Gottman calls this having a richly detailed love map, which is his term for that part of the brain where you store all relevant information about your partner's life. In other words, you're making cognitive room for your marriage. One of the most important components of a successful relationship is the quality of friendship between partners. Now, you and I, we're great friends. Yes. When we're not arguing, we're really good friends. We're not arguing now. That's right. We're not arguing now. But to be friends with anyone, uh, not just your spouse, it requires knowing what your partner's likes are, their dislikes, their needs, their their desires, their beliefs, fears, their life dreams. Uh, We talk about that a lot. We talk about that really, certainly every week, if not uh, every other day, I would say. Yeah. Especially recently, because we've just recently kind of moved into the new year. And so it's a good time to, you know, look back, look forward, plan and dream and all that. So to that point, year in, year out, these things can change. They can be a moving target because we're always growing. We're always evolving, always changing. Um, So sometimes we don't have the luxury of studying each other. Uh, you know, like we did back when we were in school cramming for an exam. Yeah, we it's always, ongoing. It is. It's ongoing. We always have to be students of our spouse, observing, watching, listening, learning about each other. If that sounds tedious, uh, then you're just not versed in this yet. Yeah, because I don't think learning about each other needs to be a chore. You know, it doesn't, I I, I hear a lot of people in the marriage education world say, oh, don't use the phrase work on your marriage. And and I'm always like, you can call it whatever you want to, but there's got to be some, I got to bring my game. Yeah, it's still intentionally, (laughs) intentionally focused. Yeah. So here's, here's an interesting little quote from the, from the book. When she orders him a salad, she knows what kind of dressing he likes. If she works late, he'll think to record her favorite TV show. He can tell you how she's feeling about her boss and exactly how to get to her office from the elevator. He knows that religion is important to her, but that deep down she has doubts. She knows that he fears being too much like his father and considers himself a free spirit. Without such a love map, you can't really know your spouse. And if you don't really know someone, how can you truly love them? No wonder the biblical term for sexual love is to know. Very um, poignant. Yes. So Gottman says in the book that love maps don't just stop at knowledge, but that the knowledge brings strength into the relationship. And that, and then the knowledge helps couples to have fortitude, mm-hmm. you know, to weather uh, marital storms that come out. Yeah, like it, it literally protects them. Yeah, right, exactly. Which you would think, how does just knowing someone well, how's that going to protect us? But it's amazing how it it really shows up in in real research ways. Right. So in real life, we really did have a little bit of a a little bit of an argument before we started. I wouldn't say a little bit, but <laughs> sure. I- it was an argument. I'm not going to argue about the level <laughs> of the argument, but because we know each other and because I know you, you know, I, I know we're, we're okay now. Yes. And we can move forward. Yes. Good thing laughter can uh, repair oh, yeah. many wounds. So Gottman shares a story of, uh, in his book about studying newlywed couples in his research. And he says that 67% of them... Of newlyweds. Of newlyweds had severe marital dissatisfaction after the birth of their first child. 
but that the other 33% that he was studying did not have this. Mm -hmm. The difference between those two groups is that the couples who did not experience major upheaval after the baby arrived were the ones who had a rich, detailed love map from the Mm get-go. The love maps actually protected their relationship from taking too much of a dip. You know what's interesting about this? You know, we have worked, like you said, with premarital couples for years and years and years. We've seen all kinds of personality couplings and so forth. And uh, frankly, a lot of people we thought, boy, I, I would just never put those two together. But yeah. they obviously are attracted to each other and love each other and so forth. But uh, back to this sixty-seven percent and this thirty-three percent. You know, for people that do the love map thing intuitively well when they date, you know, this this is all going to be very logical mm-hmm. and not really that earth shattering. Mm-hmm. But it, it is surprising because we also do so much crisis mm-hmm. education and counseling and so forth that um, how many couples go in, even after a vibrant dating period, but go into marriage really not knowing each other. Yeah. During the dating period, they were just caught up in that chemical fog that mm-hmm. we always talk about. Mm-hmm. But they didn't, some of them surprisingly, didn't really get to know each mm-hmm. other and really get to know emotionally what makes uh, each other tick. Yeah. and Or you've got the couple who, when they're dating and when they're early married, they're in that mode of they want to get to know each other really well. So they ask lots of open-ended questions and they're really observant and da-da-da. But then they reach a point where they just think they don't have to do that anymore. Right, right. You know, well, I know you well enough now. My gosh, we've been married for how many, you know, I know everything you think. Well, no, you don't Mm -hmm. because... People change and grow and evolve. And and just this week, we were watching TV, and you were talking about Montana as if you had always wanted to go to Montana. Yeah, no, I know. We- it's the HGTV Dream Home, <laughs> which I plan to win this year. Well, if we win that home, then I will... I will want to get to Montana tomorrow. Yeah, because it's a gorgeous house and the views are wonderful. But I hear what you're saying because we were watching the the program of it, you know, them building it and decorating right. it. And you were like, Kelly, I've never known you to want to have like a, scow, a cow skull in the living room. Right. The like, decor that they were selecting for this yes. house did not line up with it. And it does not. Uh-huh. And, and to that I say... Who cares? The package is $2 million prize. <laughs> You'll take the cow That's skull. exactly right. right. That With that view, I'll take it. So one of my favorite stories that we tell in our, our premarital class is um, a story of a, a couple friend of ours who years and years ago, they've been married a long time now, but years ago, uh, when they were first dating, uh-huh. he came to us and said, I want to do something kind of cute for Valentine's Day. What do you think about this idea? And this, this story just kind of sums up love yeah, maps. Yeah, than love anything. maps. So go ahead. And so he came to us and he said, I, I think I'd, uh, he, uh, his girlfriend, well, wife now was from Houston, where we're, where we're from. And he said, I want to just kind of pack a picnic lunch and drive her around and her show me all of her kind of childhood landmarks, you know, the house that she grew up, the her elementary school, her middle school and high school, and just have her tell me stories of growing up. And I remember just kind of melting at that idea thinking, who wouldn't love that? You know, that is, that is your all in learning about each other. And, and she did. And she did. And yeah. so and that really set them further on a, yeah, so a good thought, trajectory in their dating period. Yeah, I've always thought that was a cute story about kind of the beginning of a good love map story. So, um, so, you know, if you're 
thinking about, well, what are some things that, you know, some questions that might help you learn a little more about each other, you know, see if you can answer a few of these, you know, I know what my spouse would want to do if he or she suddenly won the lottery. Yeah. I think I'd want to move to Montana. No. <laughs> yeah. I, until this week, I thought I knew. So I, I need to get back into the love map. Uh, you know, I know my partner's major current worries. I'd say we're pretty current on that. Yeah. Can you describe in some detail what your spouse did yesterday? This is, you know, right. it, it may sound like, well, why do I need to know everything she did or he did yesterday? Well, it's just kind of getting into that space of... It's being a student of your spouse. It is. Yeah. yeah. I can tell you the most stressful thing that happened to my spouse as a child. Mm-hmm. I can tell you the people who currently irritate my partner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can tell each other that. For sure. I can tell you in detail my first impressions of my spouse. Yep. Right. Like we said before, this... Uh, we were talking about doing work, but this isn't tedious work. Mm-mm. This is it's a, fun work, or yeah. it can be fun. It's joyful if you approach it that yes. way. Yes, yeah, Should Got- be, shouldn't be a chore. The Gottman book that we mentioned at the beginning of the episode actually has several really great exercises in in the Love Maps chapter, including a lot of open ended questions that you can do together as mm-hmm. a couple, which I think. I don't know. I don't think I don't think you ever outgrow this. This right. is like he says, this is something that it's just part of it's either part of your marriage culture right. or it's not. And if it is, then it's really contributing to the friendship and it's the foundational piece of the rest of everything he's discovered in his Well, that's probably how he landed on these seven principles. These are these are the principles that seem to be based on his research, mm-hmm. consistently significant. Yes. So uh, work on enhancing those love maps. Yes, very good. Well, if you'd like to contact us, you can find us at marriagetothemax.org. Also, follow us, uh, follow Marriage to the Max on Facebook and Twitter. If you have a topic or question you'd like us to, to discuss on this podcast, send us an email to the Hursts, H-U-R-T. I can't even spell the Hurst H-U-R-S-T-S, at homeencouragement.org, and we'll do our best to uh, get it on the podcast. Uh, we hope you'll share the love by rating us on iTunes, and we'll be thrilled if you would write a review. That helps us get more visibility. We also want to give a special shout-out to our engineer, uh, Grant Supak. Thanks, Grant. You're always doing a great job, and we love you. So thanks for listening today, and until next time, remember, healthy marriage, healthy world. God bless y'all.